0: and our children's children, what it once was like in America when men were free.
1: Welcome to episode number 106 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in
2: Arizona. I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm the other guy, Dan Todd. We have a great show today. Our first hour, we have Kelly McMillan, owner of McMillan Fiberglass fiberglass Stocks, parent company of McCubed LLC, which makes and sells high-tech polymer. I can't say that word. Polymer. I know. That's a tough one. Yeah, polymer stocks.
1: ELRHQ.com, an online store specializing in long-range and extreme (coughs) long-range shooting
2: gear. We also have Dan Hall, marketing director of Overwatch Precision. Overwatch is putting together a shooting range cleanup here in Arizona, the 2018 inaugural trigger trash cleanup at the Sycamore Creek Trailhead at Fort McDowell, Arizona. We have Eli El- Anselmi. He's an average American citizen who's born in Venezuela and wants to his fellow m- Americans to wake up to the cautionary tale that Vin- Venezuela is telling us right now today in real time there's a lot of stuff going on there
1: there really is and just to to peek back up at Kelly McMillan and it ties in so much with what our theme is today recently Bank of America has announced some new policies that are pretty unfriendly to the firearms industry and Kelly can attest to this that this is nothing new back in 2012 B of A closed all of his accounts because wait for it want to guess Hmm, because they sold lemonade? Yeah, because it was lemonade. There was no lemonade involved. Hmm. It was guns. Hmm. Oh, really? It, 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 was, it was guns. Were they legal guns? Yeah. And our theme today is the economy of tyranny, which I'll explain in a moment. But I think, I think it's all going to make sense to you as we move forward and talking about Venezuela and all those things. So talk about
2: our uh, hour number two. Well, I didn't want to talk about Bank of America. So that's why <laughs> I skipped that. Because I'm <laughs> not too happy about being no. America right now. No,
3: we're not. Our not. second
2: hour, we have Diamond and Silk. These, la- these ladies are biological sisters from North Carolina standing up with a silent majority. As American women, they are voicing their opinions about media bias, uh, political babble, and repetitive political tactics that they feel the average American is tired of being subject to. Recently, Facebook, you know that thing that everybody... Uh, Looked at every day, every hour, every... Oh, well that's Cheryl, never mind. Um, <laughs> fa- Facebook censors deemed their content unsafe. It's not safe for you to look at Safebook. S- at Safebook? Right. <laughs> for the community, it's unsafe for the community. The story has been told over Capitol Hill and now we're getting to find out the latest update on their situation. And besides that, they're fun to listen to.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are.
2: We have uh, Sean Maloney. Sean is a passionate defender of the Second Amendment. He is a current NRA board member and is a NRA Benefactor Life member. A defense attorney and member of National Association of Criminal Defense Lawyers and co-founder of SecondCallDefense.org. Sean is is in Arizona and and has just participated in a debate on school safety this morning. And we're going to talk to him about that. Mm -hmm. We also have Don McDowell, host of Shake, Rattle, and Troll, Radio show for 17 years, 17 years and running. I'd be like 17 years and slowing down (laughs) because I'm tired (laughs) for me. Uh, But anyway, um, his list of accomplishments, Don adds professional bass angler, saltwater charter master radio personality, member of the United States Coast Guard hunting uh, enthusiast. And Don has spent considerable time along the southern Arizona border and it's here to help us better understanding what the situation is for people trying to enjoy our beautiful desert in those areas. Um, the reason why I wanted to wait and tell you the title, the theme, is because we had so much to introduce and last time we had forgotten. So our theme is the, econo- uh, the economy of t- tyranny. Mm-hmm. So the
1: economy of tyranny. First, let's define our terminology. Economy refers to wealth and resources, and tyranny is, according to the dictionary, cruel, unreasonable, or arbitrary use of power or control. So what do I mean when I pair them up in this way? What does it cost us, individually and as a society, when tyranny takes hold of some portion of our lives Well, just this past week, every post that I put up on Facebook pertaining to Gun Freedom Radio, specifically the posts about the March for Our Lives event, were tagged by someone somewhere as spam. We were blacklisted on Facebook, and our Gun Freedom Radio website was hacked and compromised all in the same week and all of which caused a self-perpetuating loop of digital nonsense that landed us for several days in Instagram and Facebook jail. Well, it's not fatal, but we are in the communications business, and when we are limited in our ability to communicate with our audience, it impacts our show's resources. Our most precious and finite resource is time we only get a certain number of minutes to live in this life and there is no way to purchase or barter for more. Over the past week, I have spent a great portion of this most valuable resource in trying to find the combination to the lock that was on our website and social media platforms. Someone's cruel, unreasonable, and arbitrary use of power and control impacted my economy of time in very serious ways. And when my time is spent up in useless pursuits, I am not benefiting my businesses, my customers, my staff, or my family with my energy. Another finite resource available to us is, of course, money. I say finite because we trade our finite time for that commodity by going to work and creating and building things like so many entrepreneurs and small business people across this nation do, many of whom trust their financial resources to banking institutions like Bank of America. Well, just last week, Bank of America has announced that it will no longer allow access to financial resources for certain businesses unless those businesses allow B of A to approve the inventory that those businesses sell. While BFA can conduct their business any way they like, it does smack of arbitrary use of the power over many who have entrusted to them. Cutting off financial resources to a small business is like choking off a person's windpipe. We must be able to breathe and small businesses must be able to utilize our banking institutions in order to thrive and grow. The bottom line is this. The rights restrictors have a variety Uh of ways to impact our personal economies, and they are becoming bolder and more creative by the day. Some of these rights restrictors have decided that rather than go to the difficulty of changing laws, they will simply levy heavy taxes and financial penalties against those whom they disagree for example one town has decided to create a workaround to the second amendment and anyone who lives in that town who wants to keep their firearms will be forced to pay the town a thousand dollars a day per day per firearm well That's a win-win for the rights restrictors. Why wouldn't every town decide to do just this very thing? Either the tyrants get what they want by disarming their citizens, or they get to line their coffers with their citizens' money. I could sadly go on and on with example after example of how tyrants of all types have reached into the economies of our lives and created just enough disruption and discomfort to annoy and harass, but not enough yet to make us want to put a stop to their tactics. We overlook, we ignore, we excuse away the annoyances and try to marshal on. We take on the burden as sliver by sliver our peace of mind and our freedom of movement is chipped away. If we do stop, however, for a moment and consider the world we are leaving for the next generation, we may feel protective over these things. If not for ourselves, then for our children and our children's children. Perhaps we should begin to seriously take stock of and audit those who are encroaching on us with their economy of tyranny. Dan?
2: Wow. So, first of all, you said they were creative.
1: They are. I don't I don't. I kind of got to give them kudos because they're kicking our behinds no, and we're
2: kind of letting them. I don't consider Bank of America creative when they do that. I consider them desperate. Okay. They're desperate on telling their, their position what they have no right to do. But, you know, for the, for the people that are on the fence and th- even those respectively that are on the other side of the fence, let's, let's talk about this a second. Because, you know, the, um, the problem is, okay, first it's guns. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, uh, before it w- they talked about AR-15s. Now they're talking about magazines. Next they're going to be talking about the ammo. But for those on the other side, what's next? Well, how about the bookstores? Hmm. You know, um, Maybe if you're a bookstore, the inventory you know, of a bookstore. Yeah, if you have a Bible and if you sell Bibles in your bookstore, you know what? We don't want to get involved with that. So we're just not going to deal with you. You can go to another bank and deal with that. So we have to stand now mm. because it's it's coming. If, when they're done with the gun stuff, do you think they're going to stop there or we're done Mm-mm. or they're going to go with whatever they want? And they have the power to make a difference. Mm. They so do.
1: And and it affects people's, it affects society, it affects our culture, because the messages that they're sending by doing that are, is that there's something unseemly about well, the business we're in, which is one of the most highly federally regulated businesses there right, is, by the way. Right. And keep in mind, everything- perfectly we, legal.
2: Uh, perfectly legal. But, you know, I've had a group, we had a group discussion with some friends of mine. Believe it or not, I have more than one friend- <laughs> And <laughs> we thought I was your only friend. We found that. OK, so we're all going to I don't deal with Bank of America, but they're going to stop dealing with Bank of America. Do you know how much work it is? One gentleman told me it's going to take six months to get everything, tra- everything transferred, credit card processing changed and all that. But the the neat thing about it, he said, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And then he's going to take his wife off and then they're going to. But it
1: is time consuming. It and is. Time is and money. They know that. And that's the economy of tyranny. Well, we're going to talk about that all the way through the show, starting with our first guest coming up right after this break, Kelly McMillan, owner of McMillan Fiberglass Stocks. He had his own run in with Bank of America back in 2012. And our memories are far too short. He's going to help remind us right after this.
4: Hi folks, I'm Don here.
3: If you're looking for the biggest little gun shop in the West, look to azfirearms.com. They have 1100 guns in stock and a knowledgeable staff to help you find just the right firearm for you. azfirearms.com is my nationwide hometown gun shop, and you should make it yours too.
1: Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, our first guest today on our show that is titled The Economy of Tyranny is Kelly McMillan. He's the owner of McMillan Fiberglass Stocks. He's the parent, which is the parent company of McCubed LLC, which makes and sells high-tech polymer stocks, and ELRHQ.com, an online store specializing in long-range and extreme long-range shooting gear. He's also the past owner of Macmillan Firearms, life member of several hunting and conservation-minded organizations, as well as the NRA, and he is the host of Taking Stock. With Kelly McMillan radio show. Welcome to the show, Kelly.
5: Hi, Cheryl. Thanks for having me on. This is a uh, quite an honor.
1: Well, I'm excited. We had you on, gosh, probably a year or more ago, and it's been far too long. But when all of this Bank of America banking mess started bubbling up again, of course you came to mind. Um, You know, they've recently announced that they want to control the inventory of businesses that they have a financial relationship with, but only those in the firearms industry. And you are a reminder that this is not a new stance for Bank of America, and you were basically shown the door by them back in 2012. I think you were told to just take your accounts and get out?
2: (laughs) Yes,
5: find another bank.
1: So you know what? Talk to us about what happened six years ago.
5: Well, just to make it brief, you you covered it. They they decided they no longer wanted uh, McMillan Firearms as a, a customer and asked me to find another bank. And when I asked them why they, uh, if it was because I manufactured firearms, the man who was in charge of bringing the message to me admitted that yes, it was because we we manufactured firearms. <clears throat> there was. Uh, A deluge of information that hit the the social media and airwaves for that matter as a matter of fact it was shortly after that that i was on your show for the first time and so this is what makes me a little upset about what's going on right now if people had paid attention and maybe i will take some responsibility for it it, had i done a better job and at the time, I didn't take any invitations to do television because I didn't want this to end up being about me. I mm-hmm. wanted it to be about what happened. And I thought, well, you know, people who are constantly getting their face on TV have an ulterior motive,
1: mm-hmm. or at least
5: are, are, are obscene to. So I didn't take any invitations to do the TV shows maybe I should have.
1: Mm. You know, but go ahead. the
5: fact is, is this, this shouldn't be happening right now. Bank of America should have learned their lesson in 2012 had everybody that was a Second Amendment rights proponent taken their business away from Bank of America. They would have learned that if they really want to be a viable business in in this country today, they can't exclude our business But because it's difficult to change bank accounts Mm -hmm. and because it takes a little bit of effort and time. Mm-hmm. Some people say, well, they never bothered me, so I'm not going to worry about it. And unfortunately, now they may not have an opportunity to to slide by.
2: Kelly, welcome to the show. This is Dan. You know, you've been to the SHOT Show. Could you imagine taking some of the high-end people from the Bank of America to the show to let them see what kind of business they're going to lose from this? I mean, it's You know, it's I, at the time...
5: Yeah, at the time that they uh, were were fighting with me, they were touting the fact that they had done a $150 million contract with the Freedom Group. And so how could they be anti-gun if they were doing this kind of work? But we all know that they're selective about those that they do business with and those that make them an extremely large amount of money. Well, they can kind of look the other way if it it offends people.
2: Well, you know, I think they're discriminating against our industry, and that should be against the law because we kind of have to depend on banks. Uh, I know we have a choice of banks, but uh, it is discrimination, and and I don't know how they get away with that.
5: Yeah, I don't either. Um, You know, if it were any other class of people, it would definitely be Uh, an outrage on the left for for the banks uh, excluding somebody but actually it's the left that's really happy that this is going on and are the ones that are asking for it
1: it really you know you kind of hit the nail on the head that for whatever reason when you're conservative and you're political conservative that that kind of colors your whole life we are conservative we're not the rabble rousers we're not the ones that gather all our friends together and go marching down the streets we we're really very independent minded and that has a real strength but if we could figure out how to you know stand up for the kelly mcmillans when the bank of americas are doing this kind of nonsense i i think we would we would be able to move mountains in ways that we can't even imagine
5: Absolutely. When you uh, realize how many gun owners there are mm-hmm. and how few members of the NRA there really are compared to the number of gun owners, mm-hmm. and you ask yourself, who is it that these gun owners think uh, is fighting for them right. if they're not willing to put their investment in the NRA to do the legal work and to to be uh, supportive of everything that That we stand for and fight against this tyranny, uh, but people are just not willing to take the time or effort to to make that commitment.
2: What kind of successful business can discriminate discriminate against anyone and be successful? I mean, if you look at the billions of dollars, why would they, somebody at the executive branch there knows, um, uh, has a gun or something, and for them to discriminate like that, it's going to cost them a lot of money.
5: Well, I know for a fact, because I had people tell me uh, that there were several million dollars worth of accounts that were moved from Bank of America and credit cards torn up because of the one issue that happened with me. There were a couple of other that happened at the time that that we were making this public. Uh, here in in Arizona, there was a, a company in Scottsdale that had their accounts frozen mm-hmm. because of the credit card processing issues. Uh, you know I was fortunate they they didn't shut my accounts down and they gave me enough time to get out of their bank. But the fact is is that I had to go find another one. Um, the bank that I'm with now informed me uh, when my son tried to open a bank they are no longer opening any firearms related accounts
2: oh i'm gosh. grandfathered
5: in i said but you you don't understand that doesn't make me happy right i said now i've got to go find another bank because if you are not going to support the firearms industry i don't want to bank with you oh my so gosh.
2: kelly i like to add this the day that bank of america did what they did this recently i got a call from my bank which is desert financial i'm not afraid to give them a plug They called me and gave me a loan that I didn't even ask for. (laughs) They didn't even—they didn't even make me sign an application. They didn't make me give any kind of documents. Nothing. They gave me uh, more money. Now,
1: that's the difference of banking locally, right? And so that was credit union,
2: desert credit union, desert federal credit union. And so, if people realize, yeah, it's a lot of work to switch, but I think it's worth the switch.
5: Now, there was a time when, when credit unions wouldn't allow businesses. They they were an independent um, organization, specifically a, a group of individuals. They've obviously since changed that, but I know back early when I was looking for a bank, when I chose Bank of America, the credit unions weren't. Issuing bank accounts, right? I mean, business accounts, right? They weren't, um, but that's a good change now, and that's obvious. I'm not afraid to tell you that um, National Bank of Arizona, who courted me heavily when the Bank of Arizona or Bank of America issue came up, uh, is the one that I bank with now, and they've, as part of the Zion Group, have made a corporate policy not to open any more firearms-related accounts, and and I find that atrocious and. And I'm not afraid to say it over the air.
1: Well, I'm glad that, that you're sharing that. And I think something that happens back when the Operation Choke Chokepoint uh, came up under Eric Holder during uh, President Obama's terms, uh, it was new to us. Like, we felt it happening to us, and we were, we like to say, quote, unquote, chased out of a specific bank, if you can guess which ga- bank that was, <laughs> right? And uh, so we started asking around other business owners like, are you experiencing what we're experiencing? What is happening? And to a person, they looked at us like, oh, well, clearly you're doing something wrong. Like they thought that we were really doing something illegal. What, it had nothing to do with guns necessarily, but they're like, well, it's, if it's happening only to you and it's not happening to me. And so then it it puts you, yourself, where you feel like, I don't want to spread this. I don't want to get on the news and tell other people that this is happening to me. It might make my customers feel like my business is unstable. And so I don't fault you at all for not going public back when that happened. It, it's a very isolating and and fear-inducing and anger-inducing situation and that's not the best condition to be in front of cameras right
5: yeah but i did go public i posted it on my facebook page within a couple of hours of when it happened and by the next morning it re- literally had reached around the world because i i had a couple of responses from people in in australia mm. but the point is is that you know i did your radio show i did at least a half a dozen a couple of national radio shows they talked about it on on and back uh, I just didn't want to put my face on TV just so people missed the, the message. Sure. Uh, and unfortunately, Channel 3 here in Phoenix says, if you don't want to come on live, we're not doing the story. And oh. I said, but that's up to you. So no. uh, maybe I should have been on. But but you know what happens with uh, the lamestream media? They do everything they can to sabotage and twist a story their way.
6: Sure.
5: Um, you can't imagine the the debates that were out there. Oh, bank of america wouldn't do that yeah. they wouldn't get right. rid of a, a mm-hmm. good customer yeah you, you must have done something wrong
1: exactly uh,
5: well if if i had done something wrong and and the legal team that they employ on a regular basis and how much they spend to defend their their name and their honor yeah if i'd have done something wrong you know i would have ended up in jail in in court so oh, yeah the fact that i never heard from the bank of america uh, corporate office I heard from the state president, but never the corporate office. Mm-hmm. Throughout the entire thing, nobody ever approached me and said anything. Hmm. Everything was done via social media. Mm.
1: Wow. So sneaky, so underhanded, so wrong, and they're still getting away with it. I It just burns you up. But we've got to wrap, but I want... To definitely let folks know that even with the banking nonsense from Bank of America that you went through and that you're now dealing with with National Bank of Arizona, it really has not put a dent in your energy, in your business plans. You have a healthy, thriving, vibrant business, McMillan Fiberglass Stocks, and you're going full speed ahead. There's some new product you've got, McCubed. Uh, you've got your uh, ELR uh extreme long-range business going tell folks real quick how they can find out more about those things and follow you on your radio show
5: you can find out about mcmillan fiberglass stocks at mcmillanusa.com you can follow us on facebook uh, uh, and instagram and you can also follow taking stock with kelly mcmillan on facebook and instagram as well and ELRHQ.com, which is an online store. Uh, We also have a Facebook page and an Instagram account. So photographs and and stuff about new things coming up, follow us, and uh, you can learn everything you need to know.
1: Fantastic. Thank you so much for taking the time. You're a busy, busy dude, and I really appreciate you coming on here to educate us a little bit more about all that. Thank you. Always a pleasure to be on your show. Thank you so much. Bye, Kelly. Bye-bye. All right. Wow. Somebody that has faced down the economy of tyranny, Kelly McMillan. My goodness. Well, something a little cheerier in our next segment, Dan Hall. Now, Dan is the marketing director of Overwatch Precision, and they are putting together a range cleanup here in Arizona. So stick around and find out more about the inaugural trigger trash cleanup at Sycamore Creek Trailhead in Fort McDowell, Arizona. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona, and we are so glad you're here with us today. If you have missed any portion of today's show, or if you just want to binge listen to all of our 105 other episodes, we love it when you do that. Just go to our website, gunfreedomradio.com. Click the On Demand tab and listen to your heart's content on your next long drive while you're working in the yard, cleaning the house, those kinds of things. We, we value your time and what we do here would not matter a whit if you
2: weren't listening i want to put a shout out to pot of gold auctions you know right now they're looking for listers people that can list auctions for our catalog true so if you're interested in uh doing that kind of work give us a call
1: well they could call us or better actually why don't they email us email us at auctions at azfirearms.com. Now, that's all a little confusing, right? Because we're Gun Freedom Radio. We're sponsored by AZ Firearms. We're talking about Pot of Gold Auctions. Well, that's the Todd family brand right there. We have all three of those entities. Um, We're busy. we do a lot but we have an amazing staff so uh we also are always looking for awesome consignments we auction off guns coins jewelry antiques collectibles cars boats all that fun stuff so auctions at az if you have uh you know anything that you you have something you want to consign or if you've got somebody that's looking for a good job out in avondale arizona all right well our next guest is waiting in the wings Dan Hall is the marketing director of Overwatch Precision. Overwatch is putting together a shooting range cleanup here in Arizona. It is the 2018 inaugural trigger trash cleanup at the Sycamore Creek Trailhead in Fort McDowell, Arizona. Are you with us?
8: Yes, I am.
1: Hey, Dan, welcome to the show.
8: Thanks for having me. Well,
1: I wanted to take a, just a quick moment, and let's orient folks with what you guys do over there at Overwatch Precision, and then we'll dive into the trigger trash cleanup. Do you guys just make Glock triggers? What, what are you all about over there?
8: Uh, so we actually do uh, some customization in-house. Uh, we have a, a couple of different options for that. Um, so we do uh, stippling and Cerakote work. Um, and the Ceracoat work we also do for all firearms, so not just Glocks. Um, and uh, we have a couple different packages. We have an Essentials package and an Ethos package for our, our Glocks. Um, and that's basically what, whether or not you want slide work done. Um, we'll, we'll actually um, have slide serrations and stuff like that done with the Ethos package. And then our Essentials package is just uh, just the stippling and Cerakote work. Um, and we also make... Uh, a trigger for the Springfield XDS called the BRZ trigger.
1: So I had an opportunity to, uh, chat with the folks that were running your booth at the Arizona game and fish department outdoor expo a couple of weeks ago here in Arizona. And I got to fire a couple of those, uh, custom guns and holy cow, were they sweet.
8: (laughs) Awesome.
5: Really nice.
8: Yeah. That was a, that was a great event. We had a lot of, uh, a lot of first time shooters come out. Um, and uh, it was really kind of cool to see a, a mix of everybody come out and, and get some time, first time with with not just our products, but uh, with firearms in general. So it was really a neat experience for us.
1: Very cool. So uh, rather than me just saying, holy cow, they're sweet, <laughs> which they were and they are, what would you say sets you apart from other uh, people in the market that do the similar kinds of things?
8: Sure. Uh, well, there's a lot of different... Uh, uh, aftermarket trigger manufacturers and, and, uh, accessory manufacturers for Glocks and other, other guns that, uh, have popped up, uh, especially in the last couple of years. Um, and, uh, so we were kind of not the first to, to the table, but definitely, uh, far ahead of a lot of the other, uh, companies that have come up, but really kind of what sets us apart is, uh, um, our customer base is kind of more of a serious use professional. Um, we have a number of law enforcement agencies and, uh, various military units that are using our products, Um, and, you know, everybody likes a product that looks good, Um, and we take a lot of pride in the aesthetics of our products, but the bottom line for us is always function um, and a warranty to back that, Um, and I think the warranty is kind of uh, the biggest thing that sets us apart from from our competitors.
1: Very, very cool. Warranty is important, you know, that gives people that sense that you're you're confident in what you've sold them and that they're they're not just on their own from here on out. So that's really important.
2: So, Dan, one of, one of my customers buys a new Glock. What Why would you suggest to him to change the trigger on that?
8: Um, well, the re- reduced pre-travel is kind of the big uh, feature of, of our trigger, but um, there's uh, st- standard Glock triggers are, are kind of... Um, I guess mushy for lack of a better term. Um, there's a lot of, uh, what we call pre-travel. So the, the movement between, you know, uh, where the, the trigger sits with the round in chamber. And then once you actually hit that, that wall, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of play in between there. And sometimes, uh, you know, especially for a new shooter, it's kind of off putting you, when you're trying to learn, um, uh, where the breaking point is for the trigger. So, uh, the cleaner, uh, more crisp, uh, break you can get in a trigger, uh, you're going to see a a, a big improvement, uh, not necessarily in your shooting, but you know it's it's easier to. Uh, it's kind of like driving a sta- standard transmission and learning the friction point on the clutch. Uh, put it that way, basically. Um,
2: do people even know what that means anymore? <laughs> <laughs> it's fair well, point. <sighs> so, is this is this trigger something that the average person can switch out on their own, or do they need to send the gun to you for that?
8: Uh, no, so. We recommend that it's installed by a a Glock armor. Um, that being said, it, you know it's it's not super complicated if you've ever taken your your glock apart. Um, you know it's pretty straightforward. um it is possible to do it yourself, but you know obviously uh, we we, for legal reasons and everything, encourage everyone to use a certified Glock armor, um, but it is very straightforward. and we all we also offer drop- in kits so you don't actually have to. Uh, um, mess with pulling the trigger bar off or anything like that. It's just very plug and play.
2: Well, AZ firearms has a couple of those Glock armors. So <laughs> maybe we could uh, do some go. business together.
1: Very, very nice. Well, in all of that, uh, did you get a chance to talk about the new products that, that you're working
0: on?
8: Uh, I don't think we did. Um, so right now we're actually, uh, working on a few different things. Um, We've got some some stuff we're working on for uh, HKVP9, as well as the uh, very popular uh, M&P Shield 2.0 and the M&P 2.0, so we're working on some things for all three of those platforms we're really excited about, and uh, we'll definitely uh, be teasing and and showing more of that in our social media newsletters uh, in the weeks to come, so...
2: Well, I'm excited about that because we sell a lot of shields, so we'll have to yeah. keep an eye out on that. So yeah,
8: they're great guns, and we've uh, you know we've got a lot of demand for uh, for stuff for shields specifically. Um, they've you know been a huge hit since they were re- released. Uh, the initial version so we're excited about that.
1: Well I love what you guys are doing and the fact that you're community minded. We've only got about two minutes left to get to this Trigger Trash event but we definitely want to talk about that and uh, encourage folks to get involved because it's such an important thing that we are out there cleaning up after ourselves. (laughs) It'd be better if people were cleaning up after themselves as they're shooting but uh, the fact that, that your company is putting the time and energy into doing that is huge. So just talk a little bit about that whole event.
8: Um, so basically, in a nutshell, we, uh, we wanted to organize an event ourselves to bring people up together, whether it's you know, the 2A community or, or outside of that community, to come out and help us clean up some of the recreational areas that people use to shoot um and off-road and and uh you know just general recreational use um so we worked we worked with uh uh Parks and Rec and a, a ton of uh sponsors we got natural restorations pork on a fork is going to be out there um barbecuing for us uh we've got some uh raffle stuff from CO1 self-rot multitasker um shooters world um Desert Rat Off-Road has given us some gift cards. Um, Boys and Girls Club of Scottsdale is gonna be out there um, with us, so we got a a lot of awesome people out there helping us out, and uh, we just wanted to kinda make an an effort to bring people together and and clean up.
1: Well, it's so, so important, because if we aren't respecting the lands, we're gonna lose access to those lands. We, We don't need to give the other side any more help to uh you know vilify our activities on on the blm lands and that sort of thing so i really applaud you in that
2: dan yeah thank you very much for that and we all know that it's not just shooters that are causing that trash but we are yep. a part of it and so if everybody got aware with that it would be good
1: so how do exactly. how do people get involved and what can they do to help
8: um well you just go over to our facebook page uh we've got an event um that all the information is on there, um, and uh, it'll you know tell us that it'll give you the uh, location and everything. But it's it's going to be Saturday morning from eight to noon, and uh, pretty much you just show up. There's no registration or or sign up or anything needed. Um, you just you know we come one come all basically. anybody who, anybody who wants to help out we're not going to turn them away. So, um,
1: do they uh, need to bring anything special? Do they need to dress in a special way?
8: Um, you know, we would recommend some gloves, um, and probably some sunscreen. Uh, we're going to have as much of that stuff out there as we can, but, uh, you know, if, if, uh, people are coming out, you know, we always appreciate them if they've got, uh, if they have that stuff already, if they can bring out, that, that's super helpful. Um, but, um, yeah, it's going to be on highway 87 and, and, and Bush highway.
1: Very, very good. So that's Saturday, April 21st, you're going to start at what break of dawn
8: uh 8 a.m yeah and you know we can get there a little bit earlier we'll be out there um camping out friday night so we'll be out there first thing in the morning but uh, the event kicks off at 8 and goes till noon
1: very very cool we did one of those a couple years back and it is so rewarding the the feeling of community and people serving together uh people still talk about it so if you're even on the fence about maybe maybe not grab the kids get out there enjoy the fresh air do something good with your fellow community members. It's, it's really tremendous. Dan, thank you so much for all that you do. Thank you for organizing the Trigger Trash cleanup. And uh, tell folks how they can get a hold of Overwatch Precision.
8: Absolutely. Um, so you can, you can uh, go to our website, it's, uh, overwatchprecision.com. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at, at Overwatch Precision. Uh, Facebook is the same, at Overwatch Precision and uh, you can contact us by phone here at 623-322-4590. And we're here in Phoenix.
1: Very, very cool. Dan Hall of Overwatch Precision. Thank you so much, Dan. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. So on the other side of this quick break, we have just an ordinary American, average American citizen. Eli Anselmi, who was born in Venezuela and wants his fellow Americans to wake up to the cautionary tale that Venezuela is telling us every single day, right now, in real time. Stick around. It's going to be a great discussion. Thank you for sticking around you're with gun freedom radio where we engage we educate and we inform we are sponsored by azfirearms.com the biggest little gun shop in arizona we are so excited to bring on our next guest because we, you know, a lot of times we bring on people who are professional shooters or they've got, you know, they're in a business of some sort in the firearms industry or something like that. But every once in a while, we have someone who is just like you and me, just a an American citizen who is passionate about some aspect of being an American citizen and Eli Anselmi is a a gentleman that I know because we live in this amazing time and place in history where we can develop rich relationships with people that we've never met in person, but who we interact with on these social media sites, and that's why that open communication is so important because it does help bind us together and give us a chance to share our lives with each other Uh, across states across uh, nations sometimes so Eli Anselmi is someone that I know because of social media he's an average American citizen but he was born in Venezuela and he wants his fellow Americans to wake up to the cautionary tale that Venezuela is telling us right now today in real time Eli are you with us
9: I am here, Cheryl. It's a pleasure to be with you.
1: Oh, you as well. This is so exciting. First time we've gotten to, to hear each other's voices, and our, my husband Dan is here as well.
2: Hey, Eli, thank you for being on the show. You know, Cheryl keeps saying normal, and I, I think, you know, I, I was born here. I, I, I was privileged being born here. You choose to come here uh, and, and get a citizenship, and I, that's not normal. That's uh, beyond normal
9: well there's a little a little difference there you know uh my dad is from venezuela he was born and raised there from italian heritage mm-hmm. my mom is a typical cowgirl from Lubbock, texas so, <laughs> i love it. Uh, cool. I was uh, very fortunate to be able to have dual citizenship because of my mother mm-hmm. uh, but i was uh, from birth to about age 16 i was uh, i lived in venezuela i came to the states every so often to visit family and, and stuff but uh, it gave me a, a very unique perspective as far as the rights and privilege or lack thereof that mm-hmm. we have in Venezuela mm-hmm. relative to uh, the rights, uh, guarantee rights that we have here in the United States.
1: That people uh, are so when m- I, marching down the streets to give away, by the way. Sorry for interrupting that you. That
9: infuriates me. That, uh, you have no idea the level that infuriates me because we're, we're in a nation that we have those rights guaranteed. And it's one of a handful around the world that we have those rights. And here we have people protesting. Oh, no, give them away. Take them away. I don't care. You know, I want to feel good. Mm. And people need to wake up. There is a reason why those rights are guaranteed there. There is a logic to all of this. So, And, and I'm pretty passionate about it. And it's something that I pass along to my kids as well. They were born here in Montana. Uh, so they're very passionate about it as well.
1: well but... Yeah. Thank goodness go it's passing along to the next generation, but, but go on.
9: But, you know, the, the thing that being raised in a country where we didn't have those rights, uh, it's given me a unique perspective in the sense that I knew what we didn't have yeah. down there uh, because that was our norm. You know, we didn't have a right really to free speech, for one. Mm-hmm. We didn't really have a right to bear arms at all. Only mm-hmm. the privileged elite military government officials were the only ones that had those rights.
5: Mm-hmm. Everyone
9: else was left to fend for themselves. We didn't really have a, a, anything equal to a Fourth Amendment either. Mm-hmm. Uh, or well, you can pretty much count all 10 amendments that we have, or 14 actually, uh, that we have. We really don't have any of those on there. And here we have all these guaranteed protected rights. And, and it's, just, it's frustrating to see people, one, they don't know them. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, they don't understand them
1: mm-hmm. And
9: three, they don't know what it is to live without those guaranteed rights
1: Well, so when you talk about in Venezuela Only the government, representatives, military, and law enforcement have guns So does that yeah. create a Shangri-La? Because if, if you haven't switched on the news And sought out what is going on in Venezuela Maybe people think it's Shangri-La uh,
9: Pretty much, yes that, that pretty much paints a good picture, you know, and the, the very few fortunate down there that either have a family member or a connection that you pay under the table uh, or obtain it illegally are the only ones really that have the ability to get some sort of a weapon for self-defense. Hmm. Uh, because you really are right for the picking for the criminals, which I don't care. They get in on the black market, they come across the border from Colombia, across the border from Brazil. They come through legal boats uh, into the country and they're sold in the black market.
2: So you were there. I'm sorry, you were there since you were 16, right?
9: From from birth to age 16, I was in Venezuela. And so what
2: did you experience there? I mean, you had no rights to do anything. How did you survive?
9: Uh, You know, I was fortunate enough that having an American mother and a father that was fairly well connected, um, we have weapons in our home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had two uncles that were in the military, mm-hmm. thankfully.
8: Mm-hmm.
9: Uh, so they were able to provide under the table uh, mm-hmm. my, my dad uh, with two weapons, uh, mm-hmm. pistols, mm-hmm. for self-defense. And uh, But you grow up in an environment where you're extremely aware of your surroundings. Uh, you're aware of who's in front of you, who's behind you, what's potentially at risk. But for the most part, when you're out on a not-so-great part of town, Uh, you know you're pretty much open market for any criminal to come and take whatever they want because they have the weapons. And something that I have seen uh, since about the late 80s, um, a a severe erosion of not only uh, the news media, it has been pretty much co-opted by the government, so it's all control. Uh, So the news that the average person gets does not reflect what is really happening, but reflects what the government only wants you to know
1: Mm, it's starting to sound way too familiar
9: exactly yes Hmm. I'm seeing for the last six eight years I've been seeing a lot of the changes that Chavez started instituting in the early 90s in Venezuela uh, that has led to the conditions that we see today Um, they're they're dire by the way Mm -hmm. And, and it's something that the American news media has completely ignored Mm-hmm. uh they're barely even scratch the surface of what's going on down there, but uh you know people on the streets that uh, they're in Caracas alone for the last two years. There's been two to three police officers killed daily in Caracas oh my gosh. simply only for the sole purpose to take their weapons away. Oh, so they gosh. obtain some illegal weapons, they kill the police officers, which are corrupt anyway right uh, but they kill them so they can take their weapons and then they sell those weapons to people that don't have them and that's Ugh. just daily. Uh, the last year there's been uh, increased uh, violence in regards towards the military uh, because they are gathering enough weapons now in the last four or five years where they can actually go and assault the convoys uh, so they can take their weapons and the food that the government is providing them to keep them under their wing.
1: Oh my gosh. This, and uh, why are people not able to see that there by the grace of God There, but by the protections of the Constitution, is where every country ends up, including could be the United States.
9: You know, I I see a lot of the same patterns that I saw in the early 90s in Venezuela, and I still have family down there. Very little of it left, pretty much all emigrated somewhere else, but I still have some family um, that, you, you know, you're worried, you're concerned, but anyone that has been able that could do something about it or has the education level or has the means to do something about it has left the country mm. out of frustration, out of fear, out of political instability, political persecution. California uh,
1: sounds a little very yeah. similar to what's going on yeah. in California right now.
2: So Eli, do, much do the, so. the general public, the, the main general public, are are they, do they feel like they're, the government controls them and, and they're trying to fight the government? What are they doing?
9: Well, there, there were some fairly uh, organized and fairly serious protests down there. But then again, you got to remember that we don't have the right to protest down there. Oh, so that's a big step. Right. But the, the, the people organized throughout most of the major cities in Caracas, Maracay, Valencia, some of the cities in the interior, some serious protests. But then the government, using government forces, come in and, uh, and rather violently just squash those protests. Mm. They will come in. I mean, that, that I can tell you numerous stories where even uh, nuns and priests were being gunned down on the street. Uh, wow. I, I, I saw that literally on the illegal media, quote unquote. Yeah.
0: Um,
9: these are reporters that have abandoned the traditional media and they report only on social media, which is not controlled by the mm-hmm. government. It mm-hmm. does get shut down, mm-hmm. so they keep changing accounts. hmm uh, wow. But they have reports there that, uh, you know, where nuns were being killed, uh, priests, families, women, children. In the interior, the condition is so bad that, mm. you know, mo- the reporters won't even go down there. Not even the uh, the free reporters, right. uh, the rebel ones, quote-unquote. Right. They won't dare to go down there because they know they're going to get killed.
1: Oh, gosh. We've got to wrap up, but you know what? We, we should have you back on again and talk some more. If you could... In one sentence, encourage your fellow Americans about what we can do to avoid becoming like Venezuela. Could you possibly boil it into a sentence?
9: Yes. Uh, The the, the one thing that I will say is read the Constitution. I don't care your political leanings. Read the Constitution, read the Bill of Rights, read the Federalist Papers, get educated, understand what it means and what it means to you and your individual freedom.
1: Wow.
2: And I guess if Perfect. you don't like your Bill of Rights or the Constitution, I guess you could go to Venezuela, right?
9: <laughs> you can go to Venezuela. You can go to North Korea. You can go to a number of different. Nigeria. Right. Nigeria, is, I hear, it's a great place.
1: Oh, yeah. my Just, gosh, just don't change awesome. us.
2: Just yeah. don't change ours. Yeah. Amen. Eli,
1: no. thank you so much. We've got to run, but I really appreciate you reaching out and spending the time with us. We'll, we'll have you back on. We'll talk some more.
9: Let me know, and uh, it was a pleasure talking with you guys, and uh, look forward to the next time.
1: Absolutely. Eli and Selmy, thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you, guys. All right, stick around. We still have another hour of Gun Freedom Radio, starting with Diamond and Silk, right after this
2: break. That's right. They're coming. Love it.
7: When you're working hard to beat debt, you've gotta think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea, sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of thousands of people just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt,